0: Well, hello, and God bless you. Welcome to BlenCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word from the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blen, and as always, I thank and praise God for being here with all of you on this episode number 267 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we've got a topic that I haven't talked about in a while, And I'd love to discuss it with you, so please take this time to go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blink Courages You is coming to you with idle words. Hmm, that's what's coming up next. family. Welcome. All right, everybody. So I was speaking with a friend of mine recently, and we were talking about relationships and dialogue. And the relationships that we were talking about were any types of of relationships. It could be spousal friends, neighbors, people that you see at the market any kind of relationship, and when a conversation comes up in that relationship, the two or more people are either giving or taking. Now, giving or taking wasn't meant in a negative type of way. It means giving and taking in the way of ideas, thoughts, beliefs, opinions, the Word of God. So, as we were going further in our conversation, my friend and I, what we were talking about, and more so her than me as I was listening (laughs) and taking it in, is that while the people of God have a responsibility on what they take, and we'll take in, and we'll talk about that Lord Will in a Future podcast, we have a responsibility, a huge responsibility, really, as to what we are giving or telling people. And when it comes to the words and and what it is that we are sharing with anyone we come in contact with, we have a responsibility, a huge responsibility, responsibility to make sure that our words are used properly. God takes our words very seriously and we often don't factor that into our conversations. We're not necessarily as conscious about it as we should be. And the Lord has brought to my attention yet again that we have to be. Now, our words, VCU family, have power. What we speak has power. As a matter of fact, Proverbs 18 and 21 reminds us that death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat of the fruit thereof meaning that we are what we speak we are what we speak so what we say is this is not to be taken lightly we're not to be hasty ecclesiastes five says to utter anything out of our mouths so i say that BCU fam in the context that are we taking the time to really think before we speak? And are our, our, our words profitable? Now, a number of years ago, I saw a quick clip of a movie. I believe it was called 1,000 Words. It was on TV, and I only watched a few minutes of it. And Eddie Murphy was the star. And his character, if I, from what I could gather talk so badly and so much that there was some deal that he made with somebody with this tree. Now this tree had 1000 leaves on it. And what the deal was is that every time Eddie Murphy's character spoke a word, a leaf would fall off. And once the leaves all fell off, once the tree was bare, that meant that Eddie Murphy's character had to die. So initially, uh, the character was just kind of very flippant about what they were saying, and those leaves were falling off in rapid succession. And when his character realized the gravity of the situation and that (laughs) there wasn't that, that many leaves left on the tree, he got to be very careful about the words he was speaking and only spoke when needed. Now, I didn't see the entire movie, so I don't know what the end was, but that part of it really did speak to me because we, as the people of God, we have to be very mindful and careful about our words and what it is that we say. Now, you know, when we look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse number three, words have power. You know, the Lord simply spoke Our world into existence Hebrews 11 3 says through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear so there was nothing here in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was was without form and void so there was nothing And God simply just spoke, my Lord, do we not serve a powerful God, everything into existence? So from the beginning, our words are powerful. So we have to really be thoughtful as to what it is that we're saying and what we're giving to others. And those words need to be a blessing to those who hear it. Those words need to be edifying. They need to administer grace to the persons which hear them. Yes, even if we have to have a conversation about something that has bothered us or we may need to have a challenging conversation around, you know, a situation that's happening at work or what have you, our words should still be a blessing. Now, if they're not a blessing, then they're not giving God glory and honor and they are unprofitable or vain words. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Let's go to the book of Matthew and let's go to chapter number 12. And we're going to go to verse number 33. Give you a chance to get there. Matthew chapter 12, verse number 33. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. All right. Jesus said, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things now i'm going to stop there for just a little bit bcu fam because here Jesus was addressing the Pharisees, and and just called them vipers, because they obviously were speaking out of both sides of their mouth, uh, as it were. And Jesus here was saying that you either speak good, or you speak evil. Now, I want to clarify that speaking evil is very differently from expressing your feelings, from talking about a situation from, from what happened, Uh, being honest, being truthful. That's not speaking evil. Uh, Everything we say is not going to, uh, I I would say, if I had to tell someone about what they did or how they hurt someone or how they may have um, done something differently, giving them constructive feedback, if I have to do that, it is good because it's going to help them although it may not feel good to them initially it's not evil because evil thoughts or evil words are words that will tear someone down besmirch their character evil speaking includes gossip and whispering and backbiting and extra name calling things that don't glorify and honor god things that don't line up with the scriptures that's evil speaking and a tree can either be good or it can be evil and that symbolizes us is the the speech that we are actually making is it good or is it evil and it really is a heart matter when we get down to it because jesus said out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so if we have these thoughts in our hearts and in our minds they're going to come up out of our mouth. So we have to really make sure that our hearts are right so that what we're giving is good versus evil. Now, the evil things that Jesus was talking about here, they're not to be taken lightly, B.C.U. fam, because the last verse here says, verse number uh, 36, or uh, second to the last verse that we're going to read, verse number 36 says, but I say unto you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. And then verse 37 goes on to say, for by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. Ooh, that is serious BCU fam. Now just going back to verse number 36, where I want to zoom in on is where Jesus said, but I say unto you after he talked about the evil things for every idle word men, and men means mankind, so that includes us ladies, may speak, they will give an account for it, account of it in the day of judgment. Now, that means that we have to stand before God for every idle word that we speak. Now, idle word in the Greek is translated to rhema argos, Rema, r-e-m-a, argos, ARGOS that's two two separate words and rema argos means careless inactive or unprofitable words let me say that again cuz this is sobering bcu fam we need it myself included i'm first in line so we have to give an account for every careless inactive or unprofitable word we speak in the day of judgment and how are we going to be able to justify or to say to the lord as we're standing there probably shaking i don't don't know and i don't want to know the lord in this way <laughs> about careless and unprofitable words that we have spoken We don't need a lot of the extra speech, VCU fam, in in our lives that we say. Um, If we exercise James chapter 1 and 19, if we put that into practice where, where James reminds us to be slow to speak. Lord, I thank you in here today. Thank you, Jesus. We are to be slow. Thank you, Jesus. To speak. Slow means we're going to take the time to not say anything right away. We're not going to answer straight away. We're going to listen because we have to be quick to hear. So that not only means, and that same scripture says to be quick to hear and also slow to wrath. Um, We want to be quick to hear what the person is saying. And we can't do that if we're speaking. There's no way, BCU fam, that we can listen and speak at the same time. Because we're not getting the entire picture. We're not getting everything that the person is saying. And very often, we will run off at the mouth without having all the facts and evidence. And that's where the idle words come in. If we would just take the time with the help of the Lord to fully pay attention to what someone is trying to convey and and try to understand what they're saying, even if we don't necessarily agree to understand what they're saying, as we are being slow to speak and quick to hear, we can also not just hear them speaking, but we can hear what the Holy Ghost is telling us to do in terms of a response and and our responses will always be good lord i thank you thank you jesus they'll always be good because we're listening to what god says and if we do it god's way because he's perfect in all of his ways what we say will be perfect amen it just will be because god can't do anything but that the, the the issue is is that many times and i've been caught in this situation myself i haven't always gotten it right is that we're going to add in our our way of doing things we'll add a little extra and, 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 and we're gonna say a little of this and put a little spice there and and god hasn't called us to do that amen amen so as we're prayerfully listening we want to be sure that our response will be full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that we know how to answer every man, Colossians 4 and 6 says. Now, if, if our speech is, is full of grace and seasoned with salt, it means that there is sweetness, that there is charm in it, that there is loveliness, even if we have to gently rebuke someone. Even if we have to give them some corrective feedback, even if we have to admonish them, the way that we do it will still glorify and honor God. And there won't be any evil words that come with that. There won't be any messy, ugly things that come out of that conversation. Now, there'll be some things that, you know, we have to get through that might be unpleasant, but they won't be evil. We can speak up against sin and injustices. Again, we can question things that bother us, question someone that is uh, angering or upsetting us. We can talk over a struggle with a godly friend. You know, we're discussing things with a pure heart and intentions. Then what comes out of our mouths is not going to be evil at all. It's not going to be corrupt. Ephesians 4.29 reminds us, let no corrupt unwholesome conversation come out of your mouth but that which is to the good to the yeah, to the good of the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers so corrupt communication is th- are things that are unwholesome rotten or foul so we have to think about is what we're saying, is what we're giving, are the words going to be helping others and honoring God? If it doesn't help someone or honor God, it's probably best that we don't say it. Does it lighten someone's load? Are they pleasant words like a honeycomb? What is it meant to do? And I'm silent on purpose, BCU fam, because this is something we have to think about. Because in this world where clapbacks and, and pettiness and making sure to get people told and putting people in their place and making sure the person doesn't do it again. You know, in that, that, that context of the world view, that's what we're supposed to do. And it, it should be quick, it should be fast, and it should be in a hurry. And we're supposed to leave that person in tatters as a lesson to them not to mess with us. And while that's a natural reaction for many of us, it does not line up with what the Word of God says. And whatever it is that we're giving someone, let's use that the strainer of the Word of God. Do we or, or will we be able to stand before God and to say to Him that I used this language? I, I, I said these things about this person. I made these evil comments about this individual because. I felt like I needed to because are we going to be able to stand before God and to justify ourselves? And when I think about it in that context, BCU fam, that answer is no. The, the scripture goes on to say, Matthew 12, 37 says, by your words, you will be justified. We're speaking good things. And by your words, you will be condemned. So if you have spoken idle words, and when we think about idling these unprofitable words, words that were careless, that were thoughtless, that were spoken out of anger, out of frustration, out of stress, out of worry, out of an evil heart, out of revenge, whatever it is, let's repent, let's ask God for forgiveness for it, and with his help, let's go forward. And be thoughtful about the words that we say. And knowing what we know now, that they will profit the person that hears them. That we're only giving things that are going to be profitable to the individual. Whether it's a correction or rebuke, or whether it's just loving words, whatever it is, that they're going to profit. And that they're going to be a blessing and administer grace to the hearer. Psalms 19 and 14 says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So when we use the word of God to sift or to strain what it is that we're saying, and and we keep those scriptures in our hearts and minds, BCU fam. We will be doing a lot less talking. <laughs> Amen. And and in some cases, the what we want to say that doesn't line up with the word of God, it pops up so very easily, and it's so it's so easy for us to say it. So easy, it is. It's a challenge and it's a struggle. But uh, Philippians four thirteen reminds us that we can do all things through christ which which strengthens us and we're able as he strengthens us to make sure that our speech honors and glorifies the lord hallelujah jesus and it, it's uh, that will be a witness that people will know who we are and whose we are amen 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 we're going to do something with that speech bcu fam listen I know how difficult it can be <laughs> to not want to clap back or snap back or say things. I Trust me, I understand the struggle very much. And it takes a huge amount of humility to just humble yourself before the Lord and not to say anything at all. Because we don't want to feel uh, in our flesh like we have taken down or that we are being run over or taken advantage of and no one wants to feel that way no one does i I certainly do understand that if the lord is is directing us though to not say anything or to only say certain things then that's what we need to do with his help and we need to do it his way so um i'm reminded as we get ready to wrap up of a couple of situations and i'm sure that there's more than one but I, I can remember this one situation where someone <laughs> said, made a, a really hurtful comment around my teaching and just let me know in, in, in so many words that I was not qualified to teach them anything. And they didn't quite say it that way, that, that's what the context of it was because I, I was so taken aback, BCU fam, that all i could do and i believe the holy ghost just came in and took over was repeat what they said to make sure that i understood it and i believe i summarized it in my own words and i said did i get that right and the person said yes and then they they came back a few minutes later and and tried to clean up what it was that they said and at that point you know what was in the heart we just said it it was spoken. so that was in your heart the entire time and you know we have since moved on from that and and we're, we're fine now. This was a good while back. but my my point is is that the Lord just took over so much so to the to the to the degree that I did not say anything back to them. Now I could have run down my spiritual resume but it wasn't even in my heart to do that. It wasn't in my heart to do it, BCU fam, and I believe that the Lord took care of that individual. Now, I didn't ask for anything to happen to them or anything like that, but the Lord took care of them, and I believe that them coming back to try to, you know, rectify what it was that they said was part of the Lord dealing with them. And eventually, again, I won't get into all of that. Uh, We're fine. And then there was another incident, and again, I just give God praise for it. Give God praise for it, where, uh, again, another individual... I decided to be disruptive and to challenge (laughs) my ability to be able to bring forth um, any sort of concepts. Uh, And this was in a professional setting. And, you know, this person did this in a crowd of people. And for many people, BCU fam, if someone says or does something to you in a crowd, it's embarrassing. And we often react out of that embarrassment. No one that I know of likes to be embarrassed when, you know, someone is picking on you or or calling you out on something and and they do it in front of people in order to garner a lot of uh, attention. No one enjoys that. And I just want to give God praise, glory and honor because the Lord did not have me to, again, run down anything it was that I had accomplished in this life. And I I could have said and done all of that was not in my heart to do at all, BCU fam. I simply just uh, (laughs) escorted the person, you know, out of the presence of everybody else, and that was all there was to it. You know, I I initially tried to engage the individual by, you know, letting them know what they needed to know as far as why they were here, you know, in in the professional context or in the professional uh, room that we were in, and I let them know, and then they proceeded to just go on and on and on. So, you know, with that being said, it was just time to have them to head out because they were uh, just just disruptive. And um, yes, they were disrespectful, but more disruptive uh, to me and uh, to my in my opinion, I should say to others. So um, that's how the Lord had me to handle it. And I thank God for it, because sometimes we don't have to say anything. We don't have to say anything at all. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter three reminds us that there's a time to be silent and a time to speak and the Lord had just given me the words to speak that one time in the second situation and that was it the Lord did not direct me to do anything else so I wasn't angry or upset or anything like that I just did what I was led to do uh, in the spirit and the Lord took care of it in the situation so I, I say all of that to say BCU fam that uh, we just need to use our words sparingly. We want to be thoughtful. We want to be prayerful so that, you know, we don't have to stand before God and, and give an account for the idle words. And if we've spoken them once again, we can ask God to help us to not do that anymore. And we're going to now be conscious about it, right? Now that we know differently, we're going to do differently. So now that we're conscious and paying attention, uh, once we do uh, stand before God, we won't have much to give an account for at all now, right? Amen. Amen. We know differently. So now we're going to do differently. All right, BCU fam, I have got to get things wrapped up. So I am curious to know what your thoughts are on our topic today. So if you're not already on the BlaineCouragesU.com site, please make your way there. Head down to the conversation board and let's continue our conversation. All right, BCU fam, this is Blend from BlenCouragesU.com here signing off. Thank you all so much for listening in and for your prayerful support. And Lord will, and until the next time we are together, may our amazing God bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and give you all peace as you stay on the wall.